The city of Denver, a sanctuary city, it is removing 800 illegal immigrant families from the shelters. We have no more room at the inn. We are moving on. Remember when all these these Democratic mayors and governors were just so welcoming? That's kind of backfired just a little bit. Now we're on the wrong end of reality here. Some might say the right one. Let's get into it. Here we go. To watch a video. Colorado first now in Denver. In less than 24 hours, 16 buses packed with migrants arrived in Denver. The city of Denver confirms nine bus loads arrived last night, seven this morning from Texas. Overall, there are about 3,800 migrants right now in shelters in the metro area. This Eagle comes right as there. it is expected. More than 10,000 migrants cross the southern border. This comes as it is expected. More than Eagle Pass right there. Texas, where they're being bussed up from oftentimes. 10,000 migrants crossed the southern border into the United States in each of the last three days. Your reporter, Brian Sherrod, is live in Denver right now. Let's go to him. Brian, you met with many of the migrants today who are unsure what to do next. And Alan, the city of Denver tells me at least 340 migrants have been dropped off here since last night. And many of them don't even know where they are. They're unfamiliar with this area. Now, with them being in the area of Zunai and Spear, many people tell us, including one woman who works there, that it's just making it difficult for her to work in the area right now. This has become ground zero for migrants in Denver. Many struggling for food and money, even asking our crews for help while we were there. All the migrants we spoke with didn't speak English, but through translator, we found out they are originally from Venezuela, Colombia, and Guatemala. Jarina, who works at the Shell gas station at Spear and Zunai, tells us she tried to help, but didn't get a good response. They speak bad to me. I'm the only one who speaks Spanish. I try to help them. I try to explain their roles, but they don't like too many people. They are so bad with me and with my boss. 3,800 migrants are currently staying in seven shelters, specifically for migrants across the city, where resources are dwindling. We can run out of room. We can run out of resources. We're already limited as is, and it's just straining an already strained system even further. With the shelters reaching capacity, the city is working to find migrants jobs and housing. They tell us they are doing whatever they can to keep everyone off the streets, especially children. So we recognize everything is much more difficult with a child. That's why we've given families much that more time. We don't want children on the streets. We don't really, we don't want anyone on the streets. Darina tells us she is thankful for the city's help, but resources need to come faster for these migrants. They are making it harder for her every day. We have to take the stick to clean the window because they still every night. So now the rubber hits the road. You've only got resources for so much. And Denver, even though Denver is about a 600 mile run from El Paso, Texas, it has been getting busload after busload. And it is it's probably one of the worst hit cities. Now, about 70% of the illegal immigrants coming across the southern border are now coming through Arizona and California in, in San Diego. So you're going to see a massive push up that West Coast. I think you're going to see a much bigger push than people give credit for. And some of the reason for that is that California and Arizona and New Mexico are doing nothing to push back on all the illegals coming through like Texas is. 
Texas is Governor Greg Abbott, if you're new to following this topic, immigration, he is doing a, an incredible job of setting up razor wire, setting up fencing. If, if somebody comes through the border illegally, his Texas National Guard will meet them. They will have the state police come in, arrest them, put them in jail, and then deport them. If, if President Biden's federal um, Customs and Border Protection, if they intercept the people first, they'll put them in a white van, they'll take their information, they'll get them to a migrant shelter, and then they'll get shipped somewhere else. And it's just this insanity of the difference between how the feds and how the state are handling something, you know, that's a, it's a humanitarian crisis. Denver is evicting roughly 800 illegal immigrant families from the sanctuary city shelters as over 40,000 illegal immigrants have been relocated to the capital of Colorado over the past several months. Newsweek reported that approximately 140 illegal immigrant families were removed from the city shelters on Monday. City officials explained that another 660 illegal immigrant families will be evicted within the next few weeks. Denver's removal of illegal immigrant families from the city shelters is expected to impact over 3,000 total individuals. You're talking the size of small towns. Small towns. And Denver already had a massive homelessness issue, right? I hear it from you guys in Denver all the time. I hear it. Ah, things are crazy here. Things are crazy here. According to Fox News, Denver has struggled to find the resources needed to support the unprecedented number of illegal immigrants being relocated to the sanctuary city, especially as Texas has continued to highlight the southern border crisis by sending thousands of illegal immigrants to Denver and other cities across the country. So now California is going to take the whack. Arizona is going to take the whack. New Mexico is going to take the whack. You're just going to have, and then West Coast is is going to, you know, take a lot of the pressure as well. Because the cartel knows, all right, Texas is hot. We don't want to send our folks there because we're not going to get them through. That's not a good look for our business. You know, people back home hearing, yep, they got intercepted again and sent back. They got busted and deported in Mexico. Mexico sending them back to the southern portion of Mexico. And that is also something that that Mexico is in the right now. They're doing kind of this pushback, and they're deporting people or moving them from the northern portion of the border down to the southern portion. That's a long run to get from the southern portion of of Mexico all the way up north. Got to maybe ride one of the crazy trains there. Um, the whole thing is just it. It's so so messed up. Mayor Mike Johnson estimated that roughly 4,000 or 5,000 illegal immigrants will continue to be housed in city shelters, despite the city now limiting families to a shelter for six weeks, Nine News reported. The outlet reported that 3,857 illegal immigrants were in the city's illegal immigrant shelter systems as of Sunday night. You have advertised Denver will take you. And now you're at a point where like, oh, hmm. We've got shenanigans. We've got issues. This isn't working out. We don't have the resources. So all of a sudden, this mantra of now every state is a border state. How about Biden's enormous flip-flop? He he has been so far all over on this issue, doing nothing, claiming that the border is closed, claiming the border is good. 
to, well, if, you know, I get the legislature, I'll immediately shut it down to this is Trump's fault. The open border is Trump's fault. And you're sitting there looking at him going, but when Trump was in office, illegal immigration numbers were at record low numbers for the last 40 years. Under you, Mr. Joe Biden, the record high numbers, 302,054 illegals came through the southern border in the month of December alone. December alone. So, you know, is the border closed? Is it open? What do you got going and how about, yeah, we're not building the fence anymore. That, that was Trump's failed policy. <laughs> and then halfway into his presidency, Biden goes, oh, yeah, yeah, you know what? Don't have any, don't have any ability to change things. Still got to spend the money. Money's on the books. Got to build that wall. Building another 20 miles of wall. I mean, just the incredible flip-flop. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that every state is now a border state because Texas has shipped out so many people to wherever they want to go to the point that these cities, Chicago, New York City, they're trying to play, you know, dodge the illegal immigrant bus by saying, well, you can only come here between 8.30 and noon, busiest time of the day. And you can only come here Monday through Friday. And you got to give us 32 hours notice before you can send a bus our way. And we're going to sue you and we're going to fine you and we're going to imprison your bus drivers, and we're going to take in your buses if you keep doing this. I mean, that's not very sanctuary city-like, right? Is it? Nah, these knuckleheads of these blue big cities, they just went down this path of thinking, well, this should be fine. We're going to get credit for being a sanctuary city and loving our fellow human being up until the point where you don't have the resources. And that's where Denver is right now. Oh, good Lord. Denver, your mayor, what is wrong with that guy? That guy is just, ugh. She put Denver's mayor up there with um, Mayor Ted down in Portland. Just ineffective and going 10 different directions, none of them the right way. We have filled every single hotel room that we have available in the city and county of Denver, Johnson said during a recent town hall meeting. When you tell them that you can come in and you will support them with endless resources, they're going to come. And they have. And now you've got shenanigans on your hand, and you're like, oh, this isn't good. We got to change this bad boy up. Hmm. Who would have saw that coming? Yeah. The rest of us are like, yeah, I don't think I'd probably go with being a sanctuary city. You'd have a little pushback because we don't know where these folks are coming from. And the vast majority of these people are coming in, and they won't qualify for basically political amnesty. They're just coming in because, you know, situation they had back at home, didn't have much economic opportunity. That's not enough of a reason to come into the country illegally and then be expected to be handed everything. Now we have the terrible decision that if we don't start exiting folks, we will have 250 folks that will arrive today or the day after who don't have anywhere to go at night. Harsh reality. You told them to come. They did. And now, now you want to say, Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we meant in theory that they come here. Now they're getting on buses that Greg Abbott is dedicating to come to your fine city because that's where they want to go. And so that's what they're doing. I mean, it's pretty basic to me. It's pretty simple to me. If you've labeled your city sanctuary city, you might want to rethink that. Otherwise, you're going to have the same damn shenanigans you got going on here, right? 
Last week, Johnson told Fox News that Denver was very close to reaching a breaking point due to the city's illegal immigrant crisis. While the city paused the eviction of illegal immigrant families from city shelters in November, a representative from the mayor's office noted that the city is now at straining capacity due to a dramatic uptick in illegal immigrants' arrivals. So what happened? Those 302,034 that came across in December alone, just December, just December, those folks, they end up in a migrant center for a while, and then eventually busload after busload after busload after busload will go out because they're not staying there. I think in El Paso, less than 5% of the illegals that come into the city, and oftentimes they will take a bus 600 miles away to Denver, but less than 5% want to stick around in the city. And that's because it's close on the border. El Paso is close on the border. They don't want to be close to border protection. They want to be far, far away. Deportation, less likely. They're not stupid. They've got this figured out. They've figured it out one way or the other. And they want to increase their odds of staying in the good old US of A because that's where the freebies are. That's where the benefits are. That's where eventually they feel like they're going to make a go of it. Our city workers have done heroic work helping newcomers land on their feet and start to build a life in Denver. But we are out of shelter space, Johnson's uh, press secretary, Jordan Fua, told Newsweek. We are out of staff and we are facing a budget deficit of up to $180 million to cover sheltering costs. These governors are going to go to the federal government and say, we need some help. Right? I mean, it's like a little kid going to their parents. You were right. We, we should have done things differently. We didn't make good decisions. But can you still help us out here? Yeah. How about Chicago? Man, Chicago. They can't handle things at, at, you know normal without this massive influx. With this influx, I mean, this just really ups the ante of uh, shenanigans <laughs> going sideways in, in, in Chicago. Bua warned that if the federal government does not provide common sense support for cities struggling with an influx of illegal immigrants, Denver and other cities across the country will be forced to make significant budget cuts, which will result in cities scaling back sheltering services for illegal immigrants. You know what? You know what they're going to scale back more of? They're going to scale back more of services to the tax-paying individuals in that city that are funding all of this ridiculousness. That's what they're going to scale back on. They're going to be forced to. You can only cut the budget so far, and then you've got to make cuts that are going to be felt by everybody. Everybody. And we're coming into a time period where you know real estate has been way down. Your downtown core of, of most cities has been whittled away. We had the whole COVID thing. We've had inflation. We've got higher interest rates. You've got all this stuff that have worked to create a situation where you've got less tax revenue coming in, and these cities are now responsible for way more in the way of resources that they're not going to get covered. And so, you know, don't. Uh, don't write checks that your ass can't cash, you know, whatever that saying is, right? Let me know in the comments what that saying is. I just, I can't quite work it out right now, but it's something, uh, don't let your mouth write checks that your ass can't, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, if you can't back it up, if you don't have the money in the bank to cover it, 
don't write that check because it's going to boing, it's going to bounce on you, right? And then you're on the hook for your own self-induced shenanigans. And that is exactly how I see the vast majority of these cities going. Talking with my mom the other day, actually, I think I was texting with my mom and um, she was saying, and I've talked about this, I think once before, she was watching that whole 60 minutes deal where in in uh, east of San Diego by an hour, you got that four foot wide hole in the wall and you got a whole bunch of Chinese coming through and not just Chinese, but you've got, you know, every conceivable nationality that wants to get the heck out of Dodge in their country, wherever that is, South America, Central America, Africa. I mean, it's all over the, the world now. Hey, it's a green light going into the U.S. They'll give you They'll give you a cash card that, you know, you'll get a job really easy. They're going to promise you the moon because their job is, you know, human trafficking. And they, I mean, the cartel and everybody else in that entire ecosystem, the more people that they move, the more money that they make. So my mom was saying that she was watching, you know, that 60 Minutes episode. And she said that I haven't watched it yet. I'm I'm dying to watch it. And uh, one of the, was it one of? You know, maybe it wasn't 60 Minutes. I think it was JLR. I think it was JLR Investigates. And she said that he had some, he was interviewing one of the illegals coming through. And it was at the same place where the 60 Minutes was was filmed. And they indicated, yep, we're going to Seattle. Going to Seattle. And because it's located in San Diego, I think you're going to have a big migrant surge going to, you know, Seattle, San Francisco, Portland. There just aren't as big of refugee communities, immigrant communities in those cities because it's not as close to the southern border. But, you know, Seattle and, and Portland and San Francisco already have a huge homeless crisis, right? They just do. Don't have enough resources to basically take care of what we need to. Don't have enough cops. Don't have enough. Don't have enough anything. So, you know, talk about adding 100,000 to a Seattle. Talk about adding 20,000 to a city like Seattle. That's going to go tilt. And I think you're on the forefront of that happening because of all the pressure you've got going on down in Texas that has pushed, it's pushing the, the illegal migrant incursions across the border. It's pushing those west and it's pushing those north. And guess what? You're going to take the path of least resistance if you're in the job of getting human trafficking and getting people across the border. If that's your gig, you're going to take the easiest route possible, even if that means moving people a little bit further up, you know, up, up, upper left USA. Seattle, prime target. You know, any of the West Coast cities that have dedicated themselves as sanctuary cities, they're going to take some pressure. And these cities don't have the resources to deal with it, just like everywhere else, just like Denver here. Because you look at the numbers, Chicago's doing the same thing. All right, we got to come on a, you know, when people leave our shelter system, we'll backfill them with more. But we're not doing this. We'll just keep packing them in. We'll pack them in. Put them in the police station. We'll put them in the airport. We'll put them on the streets. We'll put up big tents. A lot of that was in response to the massive, massive surge that happened last year. And, you know, you've got, you've got President Biden saying right now, well, I'm going to do some executive order stuff. Now it gets shut down in court, right? He's hosed. 
Because he's got people on the far left saying, what are you doing? You're going to do executive orders on the illegals? We like the illegals. We don't like borders. You got the people on the far left. And then you've got Democrats in these Democrat cities going, hey, we can't take anymore. You got to do something. Biden's in a no win. You got that bipartisan legislation that's going absolutely nowhere that I think most reasonable people knew that was going nowhere. I mean, this is a hot potato that nobody wants, immigration, right? But you know, if you look at the last administration prior to to Biden, hmm, those numbers were record lows for the last, what, 40 years? Hmm, that's weird, isn't it? Oh, oh. If you just follow the laws that are already on the books and you enforce those, hmm, yeah, results can be had. You don't have to have a bunch of money. Like Biden has said, if you just give me the resources, I can make this happen. If you just give me the legislation, I can make this happen. I'll shut down the border tomorrow. He's going to threaten to try and shut down the border now to make himself look good so that he can say, this is what I did. But you know what's going to happen? It's going to get tied up in court. It's going to go absolutely nowhere. To me, the damage has been done on this issue because all of these cities are in the process and they're going to take months to work their way through, even if tomorrow absolutely no more immigrants came through the system, came through the southern border. But that's not the case. January is historically a low month for incursions through the southern border. It just is. We just know historically numbers are low in January. So as the springtime rolls around, those numbers are going to start to increase. And these cities like Denver that are saying, we got to evict a bunch of them. Yeah, they're going to have to start evicting more and more and more because there's no more room at the end. You've only got resources for so many. And they're already living in thousands by the thousands out in the streets. And you hear the stories, you watch the videos. These guys, these immigrants are trying to make it, make it happen. They're trying to make it go. They don't have work visas. They don't have the ability to get in there and work. Because they shouldn't be in the country yet, they should be going through the legal process of how you get there. And so when you, when you let them in this way, the whole system goes tilt. So now everybody's looking at Biden going, well, what are you going to do? What do you got going on here? Because this legislation isn't going to happen. That legislation was terrible. It was terrible. I, it just, it, it made no sense. But it had to be packaged up with the whole Ukraine and Israel and Partridge in a pear tree, bunch of other countries that I'm not really sure why we're supporting. You got to bundle that stuff up, right? Let's get something big through the system. And um, because so much of this hinged on immigration, it's a hard no-go because it was a loser of a deal. It was a, it still led in a million whatever people a year. And you've got these, you had these thresholds, you know, 4,000, you could maybe Shut the border down if you wanted. 5,000 automatic shutdown, 8,500 or something. You got another metric. You had all these metrics that in comparison were lower, letting the number of people in through the country illegally. But that's only because the bar was set so high recently at these record high levels of people coming through. So it's all kind of relative and it's never going to go to zero. But during number 45's time, hmm, yeah. Weird. He pushed back on all that. He built the wall and he did a number of other things. He wasn't using parole like the way the current administration is. And the results, they were wildly different. We had far few shenanigans. Interesting. And yet Biden is still trying to blame Trump because Trump said, hey, this is a bad deal. This bipartisan legislation, it's a bad deal. Because it was. 
So Biden's trying to blame that on Trump. Yeah, if this bill fails, it's because of Trump. It's like, no, the bill failed because it wasn't a good deal and it didn't make any sense. And um, yeah, everybody kind of knew that. And everybody knew right ahead, you know, in, in the, what was it, in the House? This is going to be dead on arrival. Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> politics sometimes to me are just, it's, it's mind-blowing that you got guys who just think, well, let's put this together and we'll see what happens. You know, let's throw some shenanigans out there. We'll just see how this goes. Not well. And then everybody gets all worked up about, ah, the Republicans, they tanked it. If they, they tanked it. They're not serious about pushing back on illegal immigration. And that's quite the opposite, isn't it? You've already got the tools. You've already got all the laws on the books you need. You just got to enforce them. You don't want to do that. And that's on you. And that's literally where we sit. It's going to be a wild one to follow moving forward because the the rhetoric, the you know, the about face of, hey, borders closed, it's secured. Borders closed, it's secured. We got to do something about the border. What? What? Where are you going with this? Where where have you been with this? Crazy times. But it's also politics though, right? Politics. That's it for me on this one. Thanks so much for being here. I will catch up with you in the next one. Love to have you subscribe. Do all that good stuff. I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now. (laughs) 